0: Ready?
1: Let's go All for right.
0: it. Hello, and welcome to episode five of What Are You Doing? Today, I'm sitting with Mr. Ty Cranston, who is a CFL player and University of Ottawa grad, and we're just going to talk about his journey and what his future plans are, kind of. So, welcome, Ty. Nice to be here. Thank you. <laughs> so, what are you doing? What's going on right now?
1: Uh, right now is the kind of the finishing touches before we start. I start my I guess my first training camp. First healthy training camp, I will be reporting to Montreal Alouettes training camp in just over, I guess just over a week, and then kind of getting the season started. And
0: So first healthy training camp, what happened yeah. last time?
1: So I was drafted a couple of years ago, so I was drafted in the spring of 26, 2017, um, but I had recently gone, undergone a surgery on my shoulder, so I went to training camp but didn't participate at all, and then last year I had another surgery. Oh my gosh. Um, again, in the, in the winter, and then I, so I was unable to participate in training camp, so I was held back until about um, July last year until I could kind of join the team and get out there and play.
0: Yeah. So. Have you had, before that, any prior injuries, or was that kind of... No,
1: I consider myself a pretty healthy player individual. until two years ago, and then had back-to-back years, I had pretty serious surgeries I had to get, so... That's yeah.
0: awful. So are you looking forward to starting yeah, fresh yeah, and having sure. feeling good?
1: Yeah, it's just nice to kind of be able to kind of go in there healthy and with a clean slate and kind of get yeah. after it now.
0: How was your training over the winter?
1: It was good. I mean, like I said, like it's nice to be healthy and kind of not have to worry about rehabbing any injuries or mm-hmm. doing all the all the kind of necessary things to do to come back from an injury. So it was nice to kind of just be able to lift weights and run as much as I could and just try to stay healthy that way. But it was good. I mean, my body feels good. Just a, lot of, a lot of work put in, but it was fun.
0: So Ty, you said you were from Winnipeg. Is that where you applied to University of Ottawa from?
1: Yeah, so we moved around a little bit when we were kids, but for the most part we lived in Winnipeg, and yeah, I went to high school in Winnipeg and then came to University of Ottawa right What after made that.
0: you choose the University of Ottawa? Uh,
1: it was the only school that offered me a sports scholarship, and I wanted to keep playing sports so Made it a pretty easy choice for me, and they let me in. Wow!
0: Look yeah. at that now, too, playing yeah. in the CFL, and no other universities offered you anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't, wasn't a big high school star. Kind of worked hard throughout university, but yeah, it's just kind of. Did it,
0: you always want to play football at a higher level, or it wasn't really something you realized you were able to do until it kind of happened?
1: Yeah, so I played basketball for the most part growing up, basketball me too. and soccer, nice. <laughs> and uh, I didn't start playing football until high school, really, and then. I played on the our team, my high school had two football teams, so I played on the second team in grade 11, and then grade 12 made the high school team, made the top team, and uh, yeah, I mean, I never really gave it any kind of thought, and then after one of my games during the season, the University of Ottawa came over, they were watching a teammate, came over to talk to me, and I, that was the first time I'd ever thought about it, mm-hmm. and even after that, I just kind of pushed the idea off because I wanted to try and play basketball, and then oh, yeah. as that kind of idea was... Got less and less of a possibility. I kind of just realized that football is the only chance, so I just went with it and it's worked out all right.
0: That's funny because I, I had this sim- a similar experience with basketball and then it's transitioning into rugby where like I picked up a rugby ball and I was like, yeah. I'm way better at this than yeah. basketball. Like, I put <laughs> so much work in basketball. It's kind of funny how it works though. Like, yeah.
1: you can kind of take the skills that you've never used before in a certain sport and all of a sudden from a different sport, take those skills and put them into this new sport, and it kind of works out that way.
0: Definitely. So, you mentioned you had. Or you have a brother and a sister.
1: Yeah.
0: And Cody Cranston just also recently was drafted. So drafted he? in
1: Montreal, so we're going go no to yeah, we're gonna go to training camp. We're going to training camp together, and just over a week.
0: Are so. you excited about that?
1: Yeah. I spent all this time trying to get away from the guy, and now he just keeps following me around. <laughs> um.
0: And how did he end up at the University of Ottawa? Was it an easy choice because you kind of went there and paved that?
1: Path? Uh he had kind of. He was more of a kind of a high-profile high school player, I guess. He had a lot more schools kind of after him. And then he kind of had it down to two schools, uh, University of Alberta and University of Ottawa. And he, I think he was trying to play it off for a while. I think he tried to play the game a little longer than I did because he, uh, he was really laboring between the two. He was, I don't know. He went for a trip to Edmonton, went to came to trip to Ottawa, and then eventually came here. And so, I think he, uh, I think he was pulling everyone's strings a little bit along the way. But I think it was a, a serious thought for him. Yeah, I think, it's yeah. Tough. It, was, it was nice. I'm, uh, I'm happy he came here.
0: Do you
1: like Ottawa? Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, i had never really been here before coming to Ottawa and I haven't really left since I got here. So And
0: what about Montreal? Do you have a nice little setup there or is it kind of... Uh
1: yeah, it's okay. Right now they uh they don't really give you housing during the season. So you have to kind of figure that out on your own. And it's kind of That's tough stressful. to find. Yeah, well, it's not. It's not terrible, but yeah, it's not great either. I mean, it's you kind of have to find a 6-month or 8-month placing for the mm-hmm. uh, for the season. So it's not it's not ideal for sure, but it's also, I mean, it's fine. It's, 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 it's not going to be a long-term setup, mm-hmm. I don't think, in terms of... T- I'm not gonna be, I don't think I'm going to play for a super, super long time. Um, so for right now, it's fine. It's, yeah. I'm kind of enjoying the experience of it.
0: What did you study at the university?
1: I did English literature.
0: Nice. Yeah. What do you plan on doing with that?
1: With that? I don't know much of anything yeah. with that. Um, I kind of came into university not really sure what I wanted to do. Okay. And then I took kind of some art classes to start because that was kind of more my feel anyways. Uh, and then I took some English classes in my first year, and I kind of got hooked to it and kind of went with that. You
0: mentioned your dad was a teacher. Yeah. What did he teach in?
1: Uh, so he started off teaching, well, his teachables were, I think, biology, well, the sciences. So mm-hmm. he did sciences, and then he um, taught uh, French as a second language in, in, in school. Um, so he started off as a grade school teacher, and now he is working at a university. So he kind of stayed oh, in wow. the school all throughout. That's
0: awesome. Yeah. It's very neat. And you're working for the University of Ottawa, or you just finished yeah. some work for the university. So is that kind of football during that, like, six- to eight-month period, and then you come back to Ottawa and kind of train here and work for the sports services?
1: Yes. Yeah, so I did it when I was a student as well. That's um, kind of a student placement job. It was kind of just part-time um, my last year at school. Mm-hmm. And then when I was finishing up my season this year, I uh, – I emailed uh, Spencer and Jen and asked them if they had any openings for me and they said yes, of course, come back. Yeah. So that was nice and then, I mean, they've been super, super helpful, like they, they've they given me a good amount of hours um, but kind of flexible hours so that they're like, just go train when you can or mm-hmm. whenever you want and then come into the office and we'll figure out kind of a plan so it's, it's worked out really well and I'm super appreciative of them kind of supporting me and, I mean. Unfortunate, but the CFL doesn't quite make enough money to be a sustainable job for a full year. Yeah, that's so
0: ahead
1: of it's the, cool. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's fun. It makes you kind of do different things, different yeah. experiences along the way.
0: That's cool. What other experiences have you had, or other kind of jobs that have shaped? I don't know.
1: Uh, I worked a lot of summer jobs when, in like high school that I guess you could say were jobs you learn from but never want to do for the rest of say, your life, or like try yeah. jobs
0: that you know that you don't want. Yeah, to do. Yeah, I, mean, I guess
1: it kind of shows you what you don't want to do in life. Mm-hmm. Like I. Worked in the back shop of a golf uh, golf club. I washed windows. I did, like, maintenance jobs in my high school. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was a bunch of jobs where, like, it was valuable skills and, like, cool experiences with friends and stuff, but, like, definitely not jobs I want to do for the rest of my life. So I think that was, it was I mean, I was a high school kid. I was enjoying yeah. my summers and chilling with friends and stuff and working a bit. So it was cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. And where is your family right now?
1: So my parents are in Regina. They okay. just moved in the summer from Winnipeg. Uh, my sister is... Finishing up her master's and then going to start her PhD at uh, University of British Columbia, Columbia, Okanagan. Okay. And then Cody is in Ottawa, going to come to Montreal in about a week, but he's got one more year of school here at U Ottawa to finish up.
0: So how does that work? Because I know like they did a little thing on Jackson Bennett or mm-hmm. something, finishing up his, but also playing for the Hamilton Tiger Cats.
1: Yeah, so you in the CFL, you get drafted in your fourth year of eligibility, okay. and then you can in Canada you have the five years to play. Um, so once you get drafted, you can get sent back to school, um, after training camp, uh, and then play your fifth year of eligibility. Um, but someone like Jackson, he was good enough after his fourth year to just play in the CFL, so they drafted him and just kept him, and so now he has to come back and do school.
0: But there's no rules, kind of, that once you're drafted, like, I know the, like, no. the NBA's NBA is really strict and yeah. stuff like that. Like-
1: no, I think they realize that Canadian kids still need a little development, especially, uh, when it comes to playing pro so they let them come back for that extra year which is super helpful I think I mean especially for someone like like myself or even Cody like who just need an extra year of growing and developing or myself who needed an extra year to kind of recover from my injury mm-hmm. so it, it's I mean it's super helpful and it's it, it helps to keep Canadian talent in the game because I mean we don't play as often as the American guys do growing up so that's
0: but it also emphasizes like the importance of education too, like not taking that away. Oh yeah, away. for so sure. That's cool.
1: Well, I mean, I think in the NFL, these rookies get in there and start making ten million dollars right away, and
0: I can't believe it's a that. huge
1: difference. So I think the CFL is doing a good job to re- show people that yeah, you can't make a, your lifetime living off of the CFL, which is, I mean, it is what it is. But it's it's also just kind of makes it, it, it it's a different diversity in the league in terms of what guys are planning on doing and what they do in the offseason and what they've done in the past. So.
0: That's really neat. Mm-hmm. Are you close with your teammates, or is it just as soon as you're back in training camp kind of thing, or do you connect with them?
1: Yeah, I've stayed in touch with a couple of the guys. I mean, I was only there for about just over half the season last year. Okay. Um, so I didn't wasn't like super ingrained with a, bunch, like a lot of the teammates, but I met, I met a couple of the guys. I mean, a lot of the young Canadians kind of stick together on the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've gotten really close with a couple of those guys. Um, so we keep in touch. We kind of chat and send things back and forth throughout the offseason. Um but I mean, once you get back with all the guys, it's it's it's, it's quick. Yeah, and you're all there for the same reason, a lot of the personalities mesh really easily, so it's 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 pretty good.
0: How do you find the culture at in Montreal?
1: Like in the team?
0: Yeah, like how how's the coaching uh, and?
1: It's definitely different than university. I mean, mm-hmm. it's you can definitely tell it's it's a job for a lot of guys, and there are, a lot of the guys are looking out not maybe. For themselves, but they have like there's more self-interest definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, guys are paying bills, they're paying mortgages, um, yeah. they're paying off their student loans, child support, whatever they're paying, right? Like they're they're trying to make sure they get their checks and so they can keep paying their bills and sti- still keep making a living for their family. So it's definitely different in that way, um, but it's also neat because I mean, you have all these guys from different places and different backgrounds and experiences and stuff like that. So when you bring all these guys together who, I mean, I would never experience some of these cultures unless I played in this league. So it's definitely a different experience, but it's cool. It's it's cool in its own way.
0: Mm -hmm. So Ty, over the years, you've lived in different places and had a lot of different experiences and sports and jobs and whatnot. Are there anyone or is there anyone that has kind of influenced you along the way or anyone you can credit as a mentor or even within your family?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it's just a little basic but as much as my parents. I mean, they, I mean, we, uh, we moved around a little bit as kids and a lot of it was just, uh, my parents wanted different experiences for us. They wanted us to see different things. They wanted us to, I don't know, f- see the world and feel different emotions, I guess. So it was, uh, a lot, and a lot of the times it was, we moved to a new place, it was just, we didn't really know anyone, so it was just our family. And so I guess that's why we kind of have a closer knit family than maybe some other people, cause it was just, we'd get to a new place and then it was just us. Mm-hmm. It was like you know, You'd be really just hanging out with my sister, and my brother and my parents. So we had yeah. always spent a lot of time dealing with that. And then it was, I mean, they were big and pushing sports, not over pushing it, but just being, telling us, Hey, it's a cool way to go through life and make friends, you get life experience. I think that was just for them was a way for, to show us kind of let us experience failures and successes and all that kind of stuff. So
0: Were they really... involved in athletics? Like, is that why they kind of pushed, not pushed sports, but encouraged yeah. sports?
1: Well, they, they both played sports growing up. They both, my dad played uh, university soccer and my mom was kind of a high-level uh, ski racer. Mm. So they definitely, like, uh, sports were definitely formative in their childhoods and uh, kind of young experiences. So I think for them it was just a, a way they could just kind of pass that on to us. But I think for us, it was just, I think all three of us well, kids, we just saw it and got hooked right away. And mm-hmm. then for them, it was just an easy way to stay connected with us because that was something they enjoy. I mean, a lot of our nights spent at home are watching sport games or a lot of our outings are going to a football game or going to a soccer game, kind of thing like that's just kind of the way we do things, and it's just, I don't know.
0: Do you normal. have a favorite athlete from any kind of realm or any athletes you could athlete you are inspired uh, by?
1: My favorite athletes are, uh, I mean, obviously, Cody and Kayla, my brother and sister, are my favorite. I mean, I, like, <laughs> like, it's funny, We, me and Cody used to watch all of my sister's basketball games. I was going to say, yeah. like, what sport is she So she played basketball at uh, Brandon University, which is, like, two hours oh, west no of way. Winnipeg. Yeah. Uh, so, like, we used to watch on live stream. I mean, they weren't a great team, but uh, they had better. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, like, it was fun to watch. Like, that was, like, some of my favorite times watching her play and then watching Cody play uh try to watch as many of his games now that I'm not on the same team with or was not on the same team with him. I try to watch as many GG games as I could. Um, but I guess in terms of professional athletes, uh, my favorites are Tim Duncan and Roger Federer.
0: Nice. Yeah. And what, what about them do you, I don't know? Uh,
1: I like kind of their, their, I guess their more serious and quiet approach uh, to their sports. And just also just how dominant they are without kind of being the flashy... Humble. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's just, they're just so dominant in like quiet skillful way they just kind of both master their sport um without kind of the all the pomp and circumstance that other people have
0: let their actions speak for themselves yeah and they're just
1: they're two of the greatest ever play their sports and Mm -hmm. it's just hard not to appreciate that
0: that's awesome um if you couldn't play football would you be playing basketball right now
1: I'd like to think so. I <laughs> mean, that's probably just my own confidence in it. I mean, maybe I wasn't good enough, but I think I think I can probably still play yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I so believe it. So I still go out it. to the park a little bit and play with my friends and stuff, so... Uh, I, I hold my own.
0: I believe it. Yeah. Some pickup.
1: Exactly. Do you,
0: Do you get to, like, try other sports, or is it mainly football 24-7?
1: I definitely try to not make it football 24-7, because that's a lot. Even during the season, I mean, it's... I've, I've I've kind of shot hoops with like some of my teammates and stuff before, uh, or like we used to go out like side and like in the summers at, at Ottawa we used to go and play frisbee or mm-hmm. uh, ultimate or soccer or whatever in the summers try and break up the repetitiveness of football because after a while it's just a lot you're you're playing it you're watching it you're thinking about it you're breaking it down all these things it's just it just over and over again it gets tiring eventually how so do you
0: I, find that balance
1: um, it's tough. It really is because, I mean, especially when now it's, like, your job. And so you feel if other guys are doing it well, you feel like you should be doing it more. But, I mean, there's only, I don't know, there's only so many hours I can do it before it feels like it's just exhausting. Um, So I try and do other things. I mean, luckily, a lot of the people I'm close with, I think, have the same values and the same idea as me. So it's like you try and do other things. You go out for lunch or you... I like to read. I like to listen to podcasts. I like to listen to music. So I just kind of break it up with that. And just, I mean, you just try and find a way that where when you're doing it, you're engaged because if you're doing it and you're not engaged, it's probably time to do something else. That's yeah. Excellent
0: point. When you were injured, how did you find your engagement was? Did you kind of take a step back?
1: and? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I wasn't working out obviously. Uh, and I wasn't going to like the team practices and all that kind of stuff. So you have to find different things to do. Uh, but then I think that kind of reinvigorates the, your appreciation and love for the game when you're missing it all of a sudden. Because I mean, when you're in the middle of it, it's, tar- it's hard to kind of appreciate sometimes mm-hmm. how you feel about it and stuff. So when you, it's taken away, you're like, oh yeah, I actually do enjoy this. It's not just something I'm doing. or not just the part of me that I don't know if I really enjoy sometimes, but when it gets taken away, you're like, oh, I do miss this, I, do, I miss this part of me, I miss the relationships and the experiences and the kind of trials and tribulations that come with it. So it's, yeah, I mean, you kind of realize that you actually do enjoy it and it's something you uh, want to keep doing.
0: Excellent. Is there any great lesson that you've taken away from football?
1: Um, I mean, it's probably just the same as most people, but it's just the experiences, whether they're good or bad. Mm-hmm. Um, they're gonna help you, I guess. Um, and not that everything happens for a reason, but you can you can turn pretty much, if you have the right mindset and the hard work and all that kind of stuff, you can turn pretty much anything that happens to you into a lesson and a good thing for you if you kind of apply it in the right way. Um, yeah, other than that, I mean, it's just all the times you get hit down and you gotta get back up, and mm-hmm. I mean, all, the, all those things, all the, the people skills you, you need all the people you meet. All that, all those kind of things are important.
0: Do you have, like, a proudest moment? Or is there something recently that you feel accomplished by?
1: Um, I guess it was last year when I finally got to play in the CFL. I mean, it's been, it was, like, two years after I got drafted, pretty much. And mm-hmm. I had two major surgeries and a, an infection I had to fight off. And I was hooked up to, like, a, an IV line for, like, six weeks. Seriously? Yeah, so, I mean, it was just... A long road and I guess it's just you're just proud of the hard work that you put in I mean it's just not me obviously it's a lot of people that have helped me to do that too but it's just it feels almost validated that based on all the hard work you did, it's like yeah mm-hmm. I actually did this and got to this point so it's cool yeah
0: well we're about to end the interview is there anything else you'd like to share
1: no, this is fun. Keep doing Thanks. cool work and talking to people. Yeah, I love it. Probably cooler than me, but... No, you know, no,
0: thing. Ty, you're great. And I commend your outlook. It's very, very positive and...
1: I try. It's easier to go through life positive than... Negative, negative. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, makes it, it makes it a little more fun to get through the days.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Um, before we go, I usually like to ask someone if they have a quote or anything. I can give you a second to think about
1: it. Yeah. Um, I guess it's the same thing my parents kind of said when we're growing up is if if you're going to do something do something you enjoy and try to be the best because if you're not doing that then you're probably not doing it to the full extent of what you're doing Mm -hmm. so if you're going to do something put your whole heart into it and just go
0: that's great advice i love it well thank you so much for being here and i'll be watching and wishing you luck with the alouettes
1: appreciate that
0: um yeah you've been great thanks for having me anytime